Welcome to Data Science Now, a podcast by Cluster, about the latest trends in data science with your host, Fabio Vasquez. Understanding the coronavirus with data science. Join us while we use the available data to analyze, plot, and create simple models about the spread and control of the disease. Follow us on social media at Cluster Team. This is Data Science Now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Data Science Now. Today we have a very interesting episode because we're going to talk about the coronavirus. Um, is we are in a, a situation that we've been before, <laughs> uh, but now I think you may know that there are some new complications to this disease in particular. And there are a lot of information. So this this is the first uh, type of disease we have in this new era of information where everything is in, in, in social media, everyone is sharing information. So um, we need to find a way of trusting sources for this. And that's what we're going to do today. The idea of, uh, of this session, um, if you are going to hear it in the podcast later, Uh, make sure to, to wait for the newsletter that's going to happen tomorrow because I'm going to send the link to all of the things I'm going to show uh, visually here right now. Um, so uh, we're going to start by studying the free open source data we have. I'm going to teach you how to download that, uh, that data. And after that, I'm going to teach you um, how to study, plot it, analyze it, and get your conclusions from it. Something important here, and this is a disclaimer, and I'm not an expert in the field. I'm not a uh, physician. I'm not, a, uh, I'm not an expert in epidemiology. Uh, but I've been researching for a while to be able to create this type of studies and to help you understand better what we have. Uh, for this disease. Uh, just for you to have a complete idea, and if you're lost in the space and you don't know what's the coronavirus, the coronavirus is um, it's, it's actually a virus that is a novel virus, what we have right now, meaning that we have a new ver uh, variation of the coronavirus. Uh, it's called SARS-CoV-2 by the ICTV, that means the International Committee of on Taxonomy of Viruses, or covid Um, 19 by the World World Health uh, Health Organization. We're gonna refer uh, to it as the coronavirus, but you know I'm talking about the SARS-CoV-2 or uh, the COVID-19. Um, th this began in in China in Wuhan, Hubei, uh, back in December, and it's been spreading a lot and a lot in these past weeks. Um, at the moment I'm, I am recording this, we have um, 219,012 cases. And that's a lot um, if you consider that just a few weeks ago there were less than 100,000. And... Um, So we have different sources, and this is the beginning of, of, of the talk. So where can you find the best sources of information uh, before trusting anything you read? So there are some people uh, that they are called the world-o-meter. 
That's W O R L D O M E T E R dot info. In there, you'll find a um, section called coronavirus, and that's very good information on the virus. Not only about the active cases and the deaths and all of this, but you also have some basic studies, the symptoms of the disease, the, uh, the incubation period, the, the, and, and all of these things that you should be aware of. Another good source of information is the CDC. The CDC is the Center for Disease Control and Prevention of the United States. The webpage is cdc.gov. In there, you'll find a lot of information about the coronavirus, how it spreads, the symptoms, prevention, prevention and treatment, and, and what to do if you're sick. Uh, you can, um, you'll find there a lot of PDFs, and, uh, um, and all of this information is free to, to download, so make sure you do that. Another good source of, of information is the National Institutes of Health. The webpage is nih.gov. In there, you'll find a lot of information also on the coronavirus. Um, one other good source of information is the Harvard Health uh, webpage and is health.harvard.edu. In there, you'll find uh, in the first uh, webpage the, the Coronavirus Center of Resources, and you'll find there not only about what's the virus, but also what what you should do if you if you get sick, and how can you prepare your family and and friends for it, and all of that. Uh, the last one I think it's um, a, a dashboard created by ArcGIS, and you can find that if you search online for. Uh, gisanddata.maps.arcgis.com or just search for ArcGIS um, dashboard and, and you'll find all the information there. So those resources are the ones you should be trusting. I mean, of course, you, you can trust some of the uh, like uh, newspapers and um, YouTube channels maybe and, and television uh, shows, but if you want to confirm what they're saying, you have to look into these web pages. So now we know the sources of information. Again, if you're just watching this uh, or hearing this tomorrow in the podcast, uh, make sure to check for the, the newsletter because all of the information is going to be there with links. Now we're going to go to the actual data. So I prepared for you a notebook, a Python notebook, that I'm going to be sharing uh, with all of you for free tomorrow in the newsletter. If you don't follow me on that, just search for me on LinkedIn and you'll see the articles I have there, and then you'll click on the, the, the latest episode, and you'll find uh, both the video, the podcast, and the, the links I mentioned, and also um, this uh, notebook I prepared right now. So let's get started uh, with the data we have here. So... Um, I'm using Collab here. If you don't, if you don't know Python, don't worry. Uh, I'm going to try to explain in very simple terms what I'm doing here with the data. But uh, before that, um, 
Are we seeing the, the screen? All right. So let me just wait for a little second here. And I'm going to show you, the first thing I'm, I'm going to show you is how to download the data, where you can find it. So there's a website called Kaggle. And Kaggle is a very interesting site where you'll find a lot of information, not only on the coronavirus, but also on different uh, things. And I mean, you can find thousands of data sets for free to use and to practice your, your data science knowledge. But right now, there's, there is a data set that I'm going to put the link later in the newsletter that is called the Novel Coronavirus Virus Data Set. And it's... Uh, um, it's actually some people got together and they searched for the data online and they found a way of putting everything together for you to download for free. So this data here comes actually from this other website. This other website I'm, I'm, I'm showing here is called the GIS and Data. And this is the data set from, for the dashboard that you may have seen before, like this red dot, stuff like that. So that's the dashboard here. And this data set is updated by the day. So every day, they, the people are at, at uh, the, the John Hopkins uh, University. They created a system that every day... Um, it will upload the new data uh, to the, this, this repo. You don't need to do it yourself. You don't need to go there and uh, and create a web scraper to do it. You can do it. I mean, they, they have it for you for free. And you can find it here. You can see the dashboards that I was mentioning. Uh, the ones I was mentioning was this one here. And this is the one you should have seen in people's uh, Facebook pages because Everyone is sharing this online. So the data from this dashboard, uh, from this dashboard, it's this one here. So this data is not um, it's not in an in an easy way to consume as we're gonna do it. So uh, you have to wait for a day. So uh, the people in Kaggle will get that data uploaded to Kaggle, and you'll have it. So the things I'm gonna do right now, they have like one or two days. Uh, uh, of delay, so I'm gonna be working with the data for M March 16. We're in March 18 right now, uh, but the idea is the same. You have to download the data, and that's it. So let me go here and show you how I did this. If you don't know Kaggle, it's very easy. You just ha you have to create an account, and then you go to this data set here, and then you click download. This will download several data sets. The most important one here is called COVID19data.csv. CSV means comma separated values. And if you don't know anything about Python and you want to see this and you don't even have Python installed, um, you can uh, see all of this data in Excel. Um, so the thing I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to use Collab. And Collab is a platform by Google that they'll give you for free a whole instance in, in Python. What you're seeing here right now, it's something called a Python notebook. A notebook is a way we have to interact with Python in the web. So all of these uh, things you're, you're going to be seeing here are a combination of text, and it's actually um, a markdown text 
that means that I'm creating like uh, headlines and stuff like that to be able to to show it better for you. And the other cells are gonna be uh, Python code. We're gonna use some libraries to understand this. Just a quick disclaimer here also again. Um, I took a lot of the things you're gonna see here from the actual kernels created by people. So I took the time to went there uh, and I went there and I found the, like, the best uh, plots and studies and I combined them and I created some of them. So most of what you're gonna be seeing here is meant um, was made by other people, but I'm gonna be um, putting the all of the references in the newsletter as well. So if you're one of the creators of this chart, thank you very much. I'm just gonna show them uh, to the people and see how you, you can create them. So the first thing I'm going to do is that I'm going to install a library called PyCountry. And this is because we want to we do some plots and stuff like that. So this has all the country codes and stuff. So if you're new to this, don't worry. Um, what, what I'm doing right now is just I am in an instance in Python and I am running Python code. Python is a programming language. And the idea here is for me to use Python to study the data. I also want to use several libraries to plot, like Matplotlib, Seaborn. We're going to use a, data, uh, um, a library called Pandas that is the standard library for studying data in Python. I'm going to use Plotly, that is, is a library that helps us uh, create interactive plots. And I'm going to use a library called Profit by Facebook. And Profit is a library that will allow us to create time series predictions. So let's say you follow my steps and you have downloaded the data set from Kaggle. What you have to do is to create a folder here in, um, here in Collab and upload all of your data sets. It's just like a regular upload. You click here. Uh, in, in upload, and you can find it in your computer, and that's it. Uh, by the way, um, if you have an installed Python version, that's okay too. This will work as well. Just make sure you're installing all of the libraries I'm showing here. So when we have new data, the first thing we have to do is to see if we have something called a data dictionary. What is that? A data dictionary is the, the place where you have all of the name of the variables and the description of the variables. Sometimes you don't have that. And you'll see in your day-to-day -day as a data scientist that sometimes you don't have that. But luckily for us, the people here at Kaggle created a dictionary and it's here, the column description. So what I did was just copy that uh, into uh, my own notebook. So again, I was telling you that the most important data set we have is the one called COVID-19 data.csv, and that's the one we're gonna use a lot, but there are more data sets uh, that I'm gonna, discuss, I'm, I'm gonna discuss later. So focusing on the COVID-19 data, what we have is several columns. We have the SNO column, that means the serial number, it's just like the ID for the, uh, for the case. We have the observation date, we have the, the state, the country, last update, and we have three numbers, confirmed cases, death, and deaths, and recovered. 
confirm means the cumulative number of confirmed cases till that date. Uh, deaths is the cumulative number of deaths in that date, and recover is the cumulative number of recovered cases that date. So what you see here in this code right now is that I'm using Python and Pandas to read my data. If you remember, I, I told you that this data set was a CSV, so a commercial private values, and Pandas has a way of, of reading that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read my data set in a variable called DF, that, that's, it stands for data frame, and I'm going to just rename some columns. I'm going to rename the column observation date to date, and I'm going to rename the column to region to country. After that, I'm going to read three more data sets, and they are the time series for the confirmed, recover, and deaths. We're not going to use them, but it is just for you to know how to uh, read this data also. So to run something in Collab and in any notebook in Python, you click Control-Enter. And... Ah, I didn't... Okay, we have to run this before because we need to import all, all, of, our all of our libraries. I'm going to run it here, and now we have our data. So if you want to see your data frame, this is what we have. So this is the data that people are using to understand the virus. We have here the serial of the... Uh, um, and, and, and we have here the country, uh, the date of, obser of observation, and what you have here is something like this. In the confirmed column, you have how many cases were confirmed on that date in that country, all right? So there was one case in January 22 in China, and there, there were 14 cases in January 22 in China, uh, but they are different states. So in here you see that for some countries, this is not going to happen for everyone, for every country. We're going to have how many cases were confirmed uh, in, in each one of their states. So this is what we have. If you see the data firm, the data firm, the data frame called DF confirmed, what you have is by country, how many cases were um, by by country and state, how many country how many cases we have confirmed. So this is what you're seeing here, um, and it's accumulate. Uh, th this is an accumulation of cases, so it has to grow uh, from left to right. So this is a different way of, of having the same data, maybe, uh, but in a different data set. So the early the, the earliest cases we have in this data set are from January, okay, and the latest. So the, the newest cases we have are from March 16. So we are two days behind here. So the numbers are, you're going to see here are not the exact numbers you're going to see in the dashboards, but uh, you, you just have to download your data again and you'll see that the, uh, I mean, if you want to have it like right now, you can download it uh, tomorrow and see the 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 results from for today so i downloaded this a day ago so i have two days lag or delay if you load it tomorrow you'll have the day, the data for today also um so as i was mentioning this kaggle data set is behind it's is is behind the actual data from the people at argus 
If you really want to use the actual data for the day, there's a way of reading that directly from the web with pandas in Python. I'm creating here a new data set called dfnew, and I'm reading the CSV that is inside here. So how did I find where to read this? So you go here to the COVID data, you, you go here to the reports, and in here you have all of the dates. So as you can see here, two hours ago, we have the data for today. So March 18, here you go. And what you're seeing here is how many confirmed deaths and recover people were in each one of these countries and states. So what you do, if you want to read this from the web, you click here on raw and you have this weird format here. You copy this URL from here and you paste it in your notebook. I'm going to paste it right now for you to see it. Okay, and now I'm going to rename again the country region to country when I'm going to read it. And so as you can see here, we have data for today. I'm not going to use this data set. I'm going to use the data set from Kaggle because it's cleaner, uh, but you can use whatever you want. These are the actual sources people are using for their papers. So you can trust them without any issue. So the first question you may ask is that how can I reproduce what I'm seeing in the news. I mean, can I trust the news? Can I trust how many cases they're saying there is in my country? So if you're in a country that you're not that more, uh, if that you don't trust the government or something like that, you can check by yourself if what they're saying is true. Um, again, one limitation we have right now is that this data uh, comes from different sources uh, that the people at Argus and all of this are uh, compiling, but they have to trust what the governments from each country are saying. So um, what you can do here is just to check for, uh, like, if they're saying if what they're saying is what they 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 are saying to the world or what or um, the world organizations. It's like if what they're telling in their news is the same that they're releasing to the the, the public, you can check for that. But you, I mean, if you know there are more cases than, than they should be here, um, it's not that easy for you to check that because you need a government trusty um, like data set to be able to, to check that and to upload it to the, uh, to the ArcGIS data set. So what I'm, I'm going to do here is use a function called group by. My question here is how can I get how many cases there are by country and date? So I'm gonna use something called um, uh, group by, and group by is a function that will allow me to group by columns and to perform an aggregation. And aggregation in this case is gonna be the sum. So I'm just gonna avoid here the province and state, and I'm just gonna use the country and the date, and I'm gonna run this. And here you go. What you have here is how many cases do we have confirmed in all of these countries? As you can see here, I'm from Venezuela and we have apparently 17 cases only, but you can check for this for each one of your uh, um, countries and cities. I mean, if you perform this code here, if, if you run it, 
Uh, I'm not going to explain everything in, in each one of the codes for you to know. I'm just going to have you um, explain an idea of what I'm doing. Uh, but if you don't know what's a group buy and you want more about it, you can search for that online and you'll find it without any problem. So as you may know, I live in Mexico right now. And I was wondering how many cases we have uh, by the day. And so this is why I ran here. And so I have we have data since January uh, 23 until today we have 53 cases I know right now that there are more I think there are like 90 93 I'm not entirely sure but um, I, I uh, this data is not up to date okay we have two more days of data and right now as you will see later in Mexico we are beginning the exponential uh, growth so this is going to be bigger uh, but this is the way you can confirm i mean you, you you see here that if you check for the news two days ago this is what they said that mexico's cases were you can also see uh, how many cases by country you have here for confirm uh, what is the source of the data i have here a question the source of the data again is a data set from kaggle called the novel coronavirus 2019 data sets. You can find it online for free. And this data actually is coming from several sources, but mainly from the uh, GSN data, data set from the University of Johns Hopkins. The Johns Hopkins School released a dashboard and they also released the data for us to, to study it. So here it is. I'm gonna start it because it's an awesome data set. So again, this is the, the same thing as before. We're seeing here how many cases we have by country. So now we saw the basic stuff, but what about the plots? Um, a lot of people understand better the data with plots and graphics and not with tables. So what I'm gonna show you here are different plots created by the community uh, that are very helpful for understanding the spread of the disease and more stuff like that. So I'm going to create um, three data sets, confirm, death, and recovered, and they're coming from my original data set. I'm going to group by date. I'm going to sum all of the cases, and for each one of the data sets, I'm going to choose only the column I want. Confirm, deaths, and recovered. I'm going to run this, and now we're going to use a library called Plotly. Plotly is a very cool library that is free, and you can find it for R, for Python, and for JavaScript. And we're going to use, it, we're going to use the Python API, and it's going to allow us to create interactive plots. That means that we can interact with the mouse and see how many cases we have, stuff like that. I'm not going to explain any, um, all of the code here. I'm just going to say, uh, say what we're doing. We, we're adding three traces. We're adding the trace for the confirmed, for the deaths, and for the recovered cases. Also, we're creating bar plots. So a bar plot is the ones you have where you have like a, a Y and a, an X axis, and you have these bars going from, from X to Y, stuff like this. So we're going to create three, one for the confirmed cases, one for the death, and one for the, for the recovered. Then uh, all of the other things you're seeing here are just configurations for having the name, the, the, the title of the plot, 
for renaming the num the name of the axis, uh, change the font size, stuff like that. So that's not the 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 core important part, um, but the part in in the top here. So I'm gonna run it, wait for a little second, and this is what you have. What you're seeing right now is a bar plot of the cases. As you can see, or if, if you remember, our first data point was in January 22. And in here we have like zero or we have 17 deaths in here. So what we're seeing here, if you see each one of this, so you can go through the plot and see how many confirmed cases how many recovered people, and how many deaths we had by the day. So this is a very interesting plot that is showing that we are right now again in the exponential expansion. I'm going to go uh, into what's an exponential expansion in the end of this notebook. So stay here if you want to understand about the exponential growth, about the logistic curve fitting, and all of the things you're hearing um, out there. So again, this is this is a plot that you may see, but one of the plots I think are very it, it's it's very helpful. It's this is almost the, the same plot, but with a scatter. A scatter is not um, a bar, but it's like dots. So I'm gonna create dots here with scatter. the the um, The API is very similar for every one of the plots. So when you're seeing this notebook, you're gonna see that it's very simple to create interesting plots in Plotly. So I'm gonna run it here, and this is one of the plots that you may see in the news. So uh, what we have here, the blue line uh, for people for people seeing this, uh, just just. Here in this, we have three lines here, one line for the confirmed cases, one line for the deaths, and one line for the recovered people. As you may see, we have this blue line that is accounting for each one of the days until March 16 and how many cases there were detected. And you can also see that a lot of people are recovering. Most of all these people are in China. So China, as we will see later, is reaching the inflection point. So there won't be much more cases in China anymore uh, because a lot of people are reaching that level of they're not going to infect it. They're, they're not getting infected anymore. In the end of this video, be, um, after explaining about the exponential growth, I'm going to just talk about some recommendations and how to flatten the curve, something you may have seen before. So... Um, so now let's go here. Let's go here right now and try to keep going. I create so this is a a map that I saw in one of the kernels that I loved. So the code I'm not gonna explain everything here, but um, you what you want to know is that we're creating here a map box, and we're creating a map. And what you're gonna see is uh, an animation of how many cases there were per country from. January 22 until, until March 16. So for people hearing this, they're not going to be seeing, uh, they're, they're not going to be understanding that much. But for people watching this video, so it's going to be interesting. And here we have all of our countries. And I'm going to hit play here. So what, what, what you can see here is how many cases were detected. You see China, some appearing in the United States. We have some in Spain, some in Italy. Uh, it's going to start growing very soon, as you will know. 
as you will see. So we have some in Africa, some in South America, Brazil, Argentina, and now we have what we have right now. Almost a lot of, I think we have 171 countries with cases of coronavirus. So here you're seeing uh, the same data that was in the dashboard there, but we were able to reproduce it. So it's a very interesting thing to do, and you can see how it, can, it, it was growing from beginning to top. So let me go very fast to something called forecast. So um, this is our next section is basic models. So what can you do to, uh, I mean, if you know, I mean, don't do this if you don't know anything about it. But if you know something about uh, machine learning and all of this, and but you don't know where to, where to start, if you want to forecast how many cases there, there, there will be in your country uh, in the next days. So we have two ways of doing this. The first way of doing this is just think of this as a time series. And as a time series, we have models for fitting the line through the time series. And, but there's a problem with that type of scenario that I'm going to explain later. But let me get started by just thinking that this is a regular time series and, and that's it. So I'm going to create some data sets here. Uh, I'm just going to have my confirmed, day, uh, my confirmed cases by the day. Here you're seeing that uh, how many cases there were uh, per day. I I removed all of the other columns. Uh, I'm using a library called Profit from Facebook here, and Profit needs two columns. DS is for the date, and Y is for the actual number. And I'm gonna try to predict seven days ahead. So what, what's gonna happen in seven days? That's my question here. So I'm gonna run this, and I'm gonna fit a model here. And I'm going to forecast. And after the forecast, I'm going to hit predict here. And I'm going to see a plot. So this plot here, what you're seeing is that if we just think that this is a regular time series type of data, this will grow forever. Okay? Uh, so if you see this on the news, make, uh, you need to understand that this is not correct. Okay? This, this will be the case if not... I mean, if this... Um, uh, if you think about it, you cannot grow until you have 30 trillion cases because there's not that much people. So it's insane to think about that. So what we're, see what we're seeing here is that if you don't do anything, you can think of it as, 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 as it like this. If you don't do anything, it's going to grow and grow and grow. But uh, the models we have for epidemiology talk different about the data sets we have. So if you are an epidemiologist and, or you're a physician or a biologist, you may know that this is not the correct way of seeing or approaching how to create a model for this. For people saying that, can I share my notebook? Tomorrow in the newsletter, make sure to check my, account, uh, my post tomorrow because I'm going to be posting this notebook with all of the other information I'm showing here. So again, this is not the actual way of modeling a disease. Diseases have a different way of growing. And the way they grow is something called a logistic grow. Okay, so we normally will, uh, this, what, what we see here is something called an exponential grow. It's going to grow and grow and grow forever and forever. But that's not the case. So the exponential grow is something like this, where you have the, the R here stands 
for the per capita rate of increase, and n is the size of the population. And so, if nothing happens, and uh, if the and even though the population gets gets large, this will grow forever. But the studies we've made in the past have shown us that diseases like this are actually following something called a logistic growth. And when the population, uh, when when um, when the 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 time increases, there will be a point that we call the inflection point. And in that inflection point, the things are going to get lower and lower and less people are going to get infected. So what I did here is using a standard um, calculus, and these are something called ordinary differential equations, uh, you can create a very simple model to fit a, a, a logistic uh, curve into your data. So let me show you what I did here. So I got all of my countries that are 171 there, and I got all of my data for the, the people confirmed there. And what you're going to see here is the plot for the countries that have, that, that have more than 500 diseases, uh, sorry, 500 confirmed cases. So uh, you see China is the worst one here, but as you can see, China is not following an exponential growth. It's much more close to this, uh, to this logistic growth. So even though we're seeing that all of the other countries are going exponential, expo um, for the logistic regression, are you still using? Uh, no, I'm not going to use a regression like that, uh, Sakit. I'm just going to use... Uh, Profit is not using that. It's, it's using time series models. You can find that online. You, you, you can see how they're, they're, they're doing that, but it's not a logistic regression. And now I'm going to do, I'm going to fit a logistic growth that is not the same as a logistic regression. In this case, I'm going to fit a, a, a curve that is a logistic one, but it's not the same as we, we, uh, we learn in machine learning or statistics as the logistic regression. So, what I was saying here is that even though we're seeing that all of the countries like Spain, like Italy, they're they're going exponential, uh, exponentially up. They're not going to stay like that forever. There's going to be a point that we call the inflection point that the 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 curve is going to flatten. Okay, and the idea here is to calculate when that when that's going to happen. So what we're going to do here is that we're going to, um, if, if you remember this, uh, if you see here this uh, equation, we're going to uh, solve for, uh, for n. And when we have n, we're going to just fit this curve into our data. For easy programming, what we're, what, we're, what we're doing here is that I'm transforming k to a, I'm transforming uh, uh, this one here to B and, 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 and C and X. So it's an easier way for you to understand it. So you'll see that in your um, uh, in, in, in the notebook. So the first thing I'm going to do, so because I know China is now in the logistic curve, I want to be able to fit a line through those points. So I want to be able to fit a, a model that follows the curve we have here. 
So to do that, I'm going to use a library called SciPy. And SciPy has a, a function called CurveFit. And I'm going to define my curve that is going to be the exponential curve, uh, um, the, the logistic curve I mentioned before. And I'm going to use the data for the confirmed cases to do my model. I'm going to also put there my uh, number of uh, recovered people and the deaths, but we're, gonna, we're only going to use the confirmed cases to build the model. So let me get, get started here. So you have here the confirmed cases in China. And I'm going to just build my model here. And then I'm going to run it. And as you can see here, we see that China, it's gone. Uh, so around the 88, 90,000 cases, China is going to flatten up. So our model is saying that China is on the verge of ending the spread of the disease. So this is what we're hearing a lot. And there are a lot of um, cases be, uh, to what that's happening. I'm going to create a function to do this for other countries as well, not only China. And I'm going to try with Italy. As you may see, Italy is here right now, like 30,000 cases. And sadly, with our model, this is saying that they're going to go as high as 100,000 cases. So again, this is not the model you have to trust right now. This is, you have to try different models to see what's the best fit here. And I'm not even explaining here how to see if this is wrong or not. You have to search for metrics and all of those things that I'm not covering here in this video. Uh, let me see, see for Mexico now. So Mexico is going to keep growing, sadly. Uh, I could only test for two more days. So I think my model is saying that for tomorrow, we should have 140 cases, something like that. Okay, so that's what's happening here. So we're fitting a curve that it's trying to fit our data. And with this data, we can also pre uh, predict some stuff. Let me finish this by just producing some plots here. If you want to see how to create this bar plot of how many cases you have per country, I have the code here. You just put it whatever you want. And if you want to show this to your family, your friends, or you want to check that the people are saying uh, are telling the truth, uh, you can check here. Again, this data is two days behind. So we have more cases in each one of these countries. But this is the way on how can you do this. Uh, to finish, uh, there is another field uh, that is not entirely close to data science. And we have ways of um, putting this, uh, when you have a virus like this, there are models. And these models um, are helping us to understand um, how can we model and control it. What I'm going to show you here, there is a very uh, cool plot called flatten the curve. And flatten the curve is saying that if we don't do anything, if we don't do anything, the cases are going to grow and grow until we hit, I mean, we're, we're going to hit an, uh, a point of, of inflection. That's going to happen. But the sooner, the better. And as you can see here, the healthcare system of a country cannot take all of the population is sick. 
So we need to do, and we need to take protective measures to be able to flatten the curve. What I'm going to show you here is how you can uh, reproduce a plot like this with Python. Uh, the way of we um, the way we do this is with a model called S E I R or R of or Sire. Again, S E I R or Sire. So Sire is a model that is helping us for it's been having us for a while to understand the spread of an infectious disease like the coronavirus. It has four factors. The, the people that are susceptible to getting the disease, the exposed variable, that is the E, the infectious, that is the Y, and the recovered, that is the R. So there are a lot of equations here, and I'm not going to explain because I don't have time to, to do that. But you can find a lot of that. If, if you search online for as a sir like this, uh, you search for sir coronavirus... This is not it. I'm sorry. Search for ser virus. So there's even uh, so there are some papers for for the influenza we had before, and in there you're gonna be seeing all of the equations that that are implemented here. So all of these equations you're you're gonna you're gonna be seeing here are implemented here. Again, I didn't do this. I'm gonna put all of the resources to where I found this, but this is a very good way of, of doing this. So the way this is working is that you have something called, again, an ordinary differential equation, and you're solving for it. And with Python, it's very simple to do, and what we have is something like this. So what, what you're seeing here are two plots. So these are, the, this plot, I'm, I'm going to focus right now only in the bottom plot here that this is the plot as we have in the front of the curve. If nothing is, if you don't do anything, the cases are going to go up and up and up. But if you do something like social distancing, then, and that's, that's, that's going to be the end of the video, you can flatten like the curve a lot, like really, really a lot. And the cool thing about this code I created here is that you can change for the incubation period. Right now, we know that it's from 2 to 14 days. There are some studies going on right now that it may go up to 40 uh, to 24 days of incubation period. So uh, we may change this later. You can change the, the population size. You can change the, the initial number of exposed people. And that will change the curve. That will change the curve. As you can see here, let me go to the bottom. So if we are 20% effective in social distancing, uh, this is what, what's going to happen. Let me go far. Like, what if we all stay home? So let, let me go this, go here to 80% of social distancing. And wait for a little bit. So this runs. So see how the people... So with 80% of social distancing, we can go from a lot of people getting the disease to only a few thousands. So the, the, the way, I mean, you, you can read this uh, in the webpage flattenthecurve.com. All of the information is here. But if you really want to see how you can, if, if you know data, if you know uh, differential equations and you want to know how to help people, uh, this is one of the models. There are much better models than this. This is just an, an example for you. 
But in here you can see how effective it is to keep your distance. So uh, this is the end of what I wanted to, to show you. Uh, and that's it. I'm going to go for recommendations right now. So my first recommendation, as you saw in the end of the, uh, the, the, the study, is that you have to stay home. Please stay home. Don't go outside. Don't gather with a lot of people. You need to stay home because it's the only way we know. It's the only way we have to do this. Um, and also cover your, your face. Don't touch your face with your hands because that's one of the ways that this disease can, can be uh, spread. And um, hopefully this will help people to understand better the data and get more, more studies. Uh, tomorrow we'll have all of this information in the newsletter with much more things to watch. And make sure to follow us at Cluster Team and Cluster. Uh, thank you very much to my team, Gabriel, Eleni, Hazel, for helping me create all of this for you guys. And remember to follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Cluster Team and at LinkedIn at Cluster. We're going to put all of this data, all of these uh, notebooks, all of this code online for you for free and all of the resources I just showed. Again, stay home. Don't touch your face with your hands and try... To, um, to eat healthy, and just don't do anything crazy. See you soon and next week. Bye-bye.